0: Now broadcasting on StarWorldWideNetworks.com. It's time for Dr. Radamaker's prescription for transformation. Let's tap into your own authentic genius and live the life you desire. Join Dr. Radamaker for an enlightened conversation about our brain intelligence, our body intelligence, and our energy intelligence. And now, here's your host, Dr. Art Radamaker.
1: I'm Dr. Bart and This is Prescription for Your Transformation. Real people, real conversations and real success. And we are living in really interesting times and I don't have to explain to you why that is. A couple of weeks ago, I shared with you some really relevant data on the coronavirus. And perhaps some of that is now updated and I'll find some time hopefully to actually update all of that. I think in these uncertain times, it's really critical that we have access to the information that's really going to help us make the right decisions for ourselves. And so um, as I'm just doing my final check on all my pages here, making sure that's working, the computer did crash earlier on. It's kind of like a thing that happens on a regular basis, but (laughs) it's working. So, but today is going to be a little different. Today is, is, you know, having a choice, a choice in the perspectives that are available for us. You know, when people have more choices in their life, they're actually happier. They can do better. And so it's a matter of understanding what those choices are. And so I like to put it in context in the sense of, you know, where we are today in 2020. You know, the Mayan prophecy predicted the end of the world in the year 2000. And that was, that created a lot of pandemonium for a lot of people, a lot of fear for a lot of people. And guess what? Nothing happened. But I think what we need to understand is that as our planet is going through the middle of the the galaxy, you know, things are beginning to shift. For the last 20 or 30 years, we've been in that zone of diversion, which means then that a lot of shifts are happening. And so my guess is that what the Mayans were actually talking about was that life as we would know it at this time would need to change. That's exactly what we're seeing today. And so to put some real context and comfort and opportunity in all of this, I've invited a very, very dear friend of mine to join me in a conversation about what's really going on and how is it that we can actually go about healing ourselves and in that process be part of a healing birth? Olivia, thank you so much for joining me today.
0: Thank you for having me again, Barr. It's always a pleasure.
1: It's, it's always an honor on my part. And so what I'd like to talk first is, um, I love the perspectives that you shared with me you know, before the show, is to, to have you share with us the context of what's actually been happening or what has led us to here today, where we find ourselves in this moment, and then perhaps where do we go from here. So, Just kind of three parts. So I'd like to spend a little time on you know, what's led us to where we are, where we are now, and what do we do next.
0: Well, that's, as I'm sure you can, you know, understand in, in our conversation prior to going on air, um, there has been a lot that has really brought us to where we are today. And if I had to identify it, I would say that there are about three facets to what has brought us to this place of essentially opportunity. And I know that there's so much information an overstimulation that's occurring right now that is very fear-provoking and has the opportunity to bring us into a very dark place within our lives, um, within our own psyche. You know, um, but in the midst of all of it, I live my life as though everything is a gift. Every loss, you know, every perceived setback is always a gift. Now I mean it always like the wrapping paper or what that gift looks like initially, but it's sort of like receiving, you know, the salad bowl one year for Christmas and you really don't like the look of the gift and you really are kind of upset that, you know, the giver could have been more thoughtful until that one day that you have a dinner party arriving in 30 minutes and that salad bowl is exactly what you need because your other one just broke. So in that way I like to look at these cataclysmic shifts and events in our life and globally as gifts. And certainly this pandemic is something that is bringing us all not only closer together, but it is also helping us really reevaluate who we are as people individually, who is Olivia, who's Bart. Um you know, who are you all at home? Um, But also, who are we as humans? And have we been the best version of ourselves as humans? And how have we interacted with our planet? Um, And a lot of the things that we may have been divided about, whether politically and even environmentally or financially, are now finding a neutral ground. But there has been decades and decades of you know, forward movement certainly since the industrial era began, where we have been kind of abusing our planet. And although this is not set in the same context as an earthquake or a tornado or a wildfire, which by the way, our planet has also been communicating to us through those in recent days, we are essentially living on Earth as an organism. The Earth is the host, and we are kind of hitching a ride right. through the galaxy. Right. And so, if you think about any sort of biological relationship, um, we kind of have to play by the host's rules. If you look at sharks and they have remora that swim alongside them, ultimately they there is a uh, bio symbiotic relationship there, as there is with us and our planet. But at the end of the day, the shark is in control. At the end of the day, the earth is calling the shots. And as I said, although this is not a natural event, it is very much affecting us as such. And so I think that there has been a chronic, very, um, very long standing imbalance, not only in our society, not only globally, not only environmentally, but I think within ourselves. And this is the reconciliation. And one thing I know for sure is that regardless of how a change comes about, whether we allow it to happen in our lives or whether an external event creates that change, when the universe sees the need for sort of a rebalancing or reorganization it will always have its way. And so there's been a real deficit and a real need of that for a very long time, which has brought us to where we are right now.
1: You know, it's interesting, um, you know, what you're saying, because, you know, from the, from the perspective, the h- historical perspective, you know, this planet's been around for a very, very, very long time. And it's, it's existed in that what you call a symbiotic, you know, balance with all the other organisms. And so, in a way, we're all totally connected. And and that connection, let's um, just, for the sake of argument, use the word a natural connection. However, because of our intellect, because of our, of our technology, you know, we've completely abused that connection, we've totally taken things for granted. And so really, the truth is, is that we've been undermining the, the, the foundation of this planet. Um, we're creating products and chemicals that, you know, are toxic, not only for people but for the planet. Uh, I heard one story that um, the, the soil that, that we grow in um, only has another 50 cycles left before all the minerals are depleted. You know, so so yes, this is kind of a, a rebalancing from from that perspective. And so, you know, regardless of what you think, if it's natural or not, if it's a conspiracy or not, or if people are taking advantage of it or not, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you're in a car and, and you're driving, you're in an accident, it doesn't matter what, how it happened, you got in an accident. And that's where we are today. We are in this accident. And the question is, you know, what must we learn from this? And I think there's two parts to that. Um, actually three parts. I think one is, you know, our relationship with this planet and, and everything that's in it. Um, our relationship with ourselves. Um, you know, how is it that, that we're showing up? And then our relationship with other people.
0: Absolutely. I agree with that. And I think what we are finding out uh very very quickly is that when you are no longer given the luxury of distracting yourself with your daily life whether you love it or you hate it in that stillness in that pause there is only yourself now you can be quarantined in a house with five other people but ultimately You are alone with yourself, with your own habits, your own behaviors, and your own thoughts. Now, those of us that practice meditation and visualization regularly, this is nothing new. But I think for a great deal of the population that has sort of lived their life in essentially forward motion and in this rat race of um, American culture, this can be really startling because You are no longer able to just continual have continual perpetual motion. You have to sit and you have to rebalance and you have to be alone with yourself at some measure um, throughout the day. And as I shared with you earlier, I really believe and feel that nothing else could have hit the pause button on human existence the way that this has. No political event, no social event, no one cause, because we've tried that. Um, we've tried to come together for various purposes, but we were still too divided in and amongst our cultures and our religious um, you know, doctrines. But this is something that is universal. This virus does not discriminate whether you are a Muslim or a Catholic. It does not discriminate whether you are African-American or Caucasian. This is a universal pause button that has been hit for all of us. And at the end of it, what we are finding is that our humanity is what will allow us to adapt and to survive as a species. If we cannot come together for the purpose of compassion and for the purpose of really, you know, agreeing to protect our elderly, to protect our weaker, to protect those of us that may not be as strong across cultures across the globe, um, then we will simply not survive as a species. And Earth as an as a host um, has had many mass extinction experiences throughout its history. However, we as humans have yet to witness one. And so what we do now is ultimately the test of adaptation. Um, you know, we we are kind of in that stage of being dinosaurs and we are deciding, will we become, uh, you know, evolutionarily alligators and birds, or will it end here? Uh, because this really has the potential to reset our lives and to reset our earth. Um, in a fashion that we've not seen before. And it would seem for all intents and purposes, that earth is truly benefiting from the absence of humans. Now that's really something Mm -hmm. to consider that our host seems to be doing better than ever. The canals in Venice are clearing and dolphins and swans have returned. I was reading an article um, about, whales and the Welsh mountain goats are now overrunning the streets and even where I live there's been huge wildlife presence even in the city so our earth is flourishing in our absence it's become very very clear that she does not need us to survive but we very much need her and so at least for the sake of the environment we are getting a massive wake-up call, and regardless of when this ends, I do believe, and I do hope that business as usual in terms of how we are abusing our biome will be approached much, much differently.:
1: You know, you mentioned something interesting about you know you know um, adhering to different views and politics and that kind of stuff. and you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking, you know there is an opportunity for us as a collective to, you know, put down our swords, put down our guns, put down our differences, and and really find a way, even if it's, you know, social distance, right? That's mm-hmm. fine. But, you know, find a way to actually begin to understand the needs of the collective and also help support that process. And I think it's interesting how some people have Wildly taken advantage of the situation, hoarding products and then selling it on exorbitant uh, at exorbitant uh, chart fees, and then having you know society you know uh, blackball them, and um, and it's great because it's not right, it's not appropriate, and a lot of people taking advantage of uh, other victims, um, you know in that's that's kept under cover, if you will um may help us become more humane or no, let me rephrase it more human more compassionate more empathetic with others not that we have to agree not that we have to align you know with other people so much but that we can recognize that other people have lives too in and, and how we show up will affect them and and part of i, I want to reiterate something that you and I talked about earlier is that you know, as we were preparing for this yesterday you know, we both came up with this with this insight and that is this is that a lot of people don't understand what's happening they don't understand themselves and and therefore they're not going to be acting and behaving in probably the best way that serves them and they may miss this opportunity as we talk about it. so the job of people like yourself and myself and others that, that are more sort of aware, if you will, we have the responsibility to support them and guide them and help them go in the right direction so that we can collectively save this planet without a political agenda.
0: Absolutely. You know, and I I have often felt, as we've discussed before, um, you know, growing up and, and doing the work that I do and, um, you know, at at times been called a trailblazer and, you know, that I was really carving a path and introducing a lot of new material into society that um, seemed cutting edge. It seemed fringe at certain times. Um, and, And I know that, that you've had similar experiences, but it really, resonates with me now that this has all been in preparation for this massive expansion to occur. And I think that one thing we can collectively agree on is that no matter where we were at in our lives, you could be the most accomplished professional or the janitor, we are all at a sort of ground zero, which is zero point of attraction, meaning that you have the chance to rebuild and recreate in a new way than you ever have before. And the question that is being posed to all of us is, do you like who you are? Do you like the way that you've been living? Do you like your life? Because while many of us don't care to admit it, we have been going to jobs and leaving for 70 hours a week to work at a job that we hate, to pay for a house that we can't afford and being miserable with our lives. And we have been praying for a change in the monotony of that. And we have been given exactly that. And so... The opportunity is what do you want your life to look like and how do you want your life to feel more importantly because the details will fill in um, in and around themselves. But I I think you're absolutely correct is that I think there is a re-education of how to exist in this perfect symbiosis with the earth and with each other um, or as perfect as can possibly be. Um, and it is not the way that it has been conducted thus far. Um, and even a lot of the corporate, um, you know, greed and, and, and institutions that we may have felt were unjust and antiquated, we're seeing come tumbling down. And there's a great revelation that ultimately truth is going to be um, the law of the land and and transparency and truth um, as everyday people's lives depend on it. So I think when you start with those pillars as your foundation, the possibilities are endless. Um, and, and I know that the work that I do and the work that you do really focuses on that and focuses on bringing people to their highest point of truth. Um, and there has never been a better time, even if you've wanted to reach this point in your life, you're now being forced to reach this point in your life.
1: You know, what's interesting is, is this, is that I'm very blessed, I, I grew up in five different countries, speak four different mm-hmm. languages, you know, studied 17 years, and, um, and then opened my practice in, in classic and reconstructive regenerative medicine almost 20 years ago. And what was interesting was, you know, I thought I had it all in a sense, but somehow I felt very disconnected and I couldn't understand that. And unfortunately, I, I fell into the world of, of personal development, personal growth, which just supercharged my life in so many beautiful ways. The point that I'm getting at is that when I had that new consciousness, and that new awareness, I, I, I told myself that as I looked at the world around me, is that something needed to change and what i felt it was which is what it is now is what i call the individual revolution all of us have to undergo this individual revolution to be able to be partners in the survival of this in this planet and so i'm getting going fast forward and what really upsets me and you talked about greed but there's a there's an emotional, moral, and, and financial greed all over the place. And there's so many people that are espousing all these things about what how you should live your life or what you should do, but it's all directed on themselves. I just saw, and I'm not going to mention names, but I just saw some changes in, in the tax bill in a certain state, you know, just totally, you know, servicing uh, the people that are already very privileged. And so... They talk about redistribution of wealth, and, and that's the thing that I, I just totally disagree with. I mean, you get to earn, you get to keep what you earn legitimately. And that's the key word. Mm. Legitimately. And so without taking advantage of others, I'm talking about let's do a redistribution of focus. Because mm. you mentioned this, is that when you're quarantined at home, you know, your world becomes really small very quickly but at the same time can become very huge as you explore your own self and, and your own existence and what you can offer. So in essence, you can actually survive with a lot less. Yeah. And so there's a lot more for everyone else in a sense, but more so for the planet. And so let's take away the need to have, you know, a hundred fast cars, right? Um you know, and these kinds of things. And so understanding that we can expand our world from within. So redistribution of focus, but it's self imposed because of where we are now, rather than somebody's agenda that says you can't do this or you can't do that. But what are your thoughts on, on what I just shared?
0: Well, I, I absolutely agree because you know your world ultimately can be as expansive or as limited as you want it to be. And I think that for many of us, um, the changes that we wanted to have in our life, whether we were at the stage where we were fully admitting them to ourselves or not, um, seemed like that was a back burner concept. I'll get to that someday or yes, in five years. That's my 10-year plan. And this is really, you know, the earth and the universe saying, no, 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 I think you'll actually do that now. Um, And so I believe that, of course, there's a universal purpose in that Um, we are all going through this together um, and that there is ultimately a transparency and a vulnerability that we are all being forced to have with each other. Um, And... To be honest, it is it is very um, encouraging to me that the vast majority of what I have seen, and of course there will be always people taking advantage in any situation and context, but our normal people, um, you know, people who are not in a position of being millionaires and billionaires, reaching out to other normal people and saying. If you don't have enough food, I will do this. If you don't you know, have enough of this, I will give you this. I will give you my mask. I will give you my ventilator. What was becoming very transparent is that we are seeing the people that have held the most power are not extending that same sense of humanity. And those are the institutions that um, I think will come crumbling down as they already have because we are so unified in surviving and adapting and helping each other, um, you know, as a collective that we, it is becoming more and more of a drastic difference in the haves and the have nots and the, um, the, the discrepancy there in people who are trying to take advantage through this, um, you know, corporate manipulation. I don't think that there's going to be a huge margin for tolerance of that when, you know, um, when most of us are just doing everything that we can in order to help each other out. Um, my mother personally has, um, and she's in, she's 71 years old. So she's in the high risk category, um, you know, has operated a small food bank in my hometown, which, you know, is very, very small in size, but it's very rural. So a lot of these people live way out in the country and they simply can't make it to the supermarket or, um, they just can't risk the exposure Um, and so now instead of closing their doors and instead of, you know, deciding this is too much and we're just going to take a step back, they've actually expanded operations and, um, Tuesday alone, they fed 453 families, um, that came and they devised a system where they dropped a box of food outside. The person came and collected them. Um, and there was actually, my mom was saying a person who waited in line, for over an hour their assumption was that they were coming to get food and it was to deliver a $500 donation to the food bank and it's stories like that that if you go looking for them are everywhere and so I'm really optimistic about where we're heading as a species however I do think that there is absolutely going to be some readjustments that occur um but the people that are finding their humanity and they're remembering how purposeful one person can be, how one person can absolutely make an entire world of difference, are also the ones who are ready to step into their own power and ready to transform on multitude of levels. So I'm actually sort of excited about where I see humanity taking this. Um, And it's, it's very alarming because we are now noticing more than ever the discrepancies in who we are and the media, who we are and the government, who we are and who big corporations are. Um, And there will be a readjustment period. There will be a rebalancing of that as well um, in the coming times. And that as well, I think is long overdue. But as, as this occurs, it is also about people remembering their power, because if you would have asked someone a month ago, um, you know, do you think that you know large corporations such as as Amazon or as GM? Do you think that the employees could, you know, um, overtake that corporation? The answer would be no, and that's exactly what's happening. Employees are walking out because the corporations are not doing the right thing.
1: You know, it's it's fascinating that you say that because you know um, what we see, what we hear more than anything else is is people you know, running to the stores and, and hoarding stuff and, and everything else and, and and all that. But, you know, all this is happening as well, as, as you mentioned. And I have to say there's – it really means that these institutions, these people, they're becoming irrelevant only because people are actually having – humanity's having a voice. Yes. At, having a voice that says, look, you know, thank you for you know, managing our lives for so long, but we are no longer gonna be, allow you to be our nanny anymore. We're no longer gonna allow you to tell us how to be. And, and not, not with anarchy. And unfortunately that does happen, especially when people are absolutely in fear or, or in survival. And, and I hope it never gets to that point because then it can get very scary um, for, for everyone. The point of the matter is, is that with some help, you know, with our armed services and police and, and smart people, you know, some of that will be deterred or that, that the chances of that are ha- happening will be less. And people reminded, you know what, let's work together. I mean, there are some rules, human, humanity rules that we need to begin to, to honor and trust, as you put it, that it, it's all going to work itself out in some form or another. We just have to work together. We have to be smart. And, and again, not allow those irrelevant voices dictate how we live our lives. And there's one huge voice, um, you know, and, and I particularly enjoy what what they do for us professionally. But outside of that, I really have a hard time. And that's those are celebrities. Mm. now who who chose them to be our spokespeed person who chose them to be critical in politics when they have no clue on politics who chose them to make all these statements about things when they live in their cozy little worlds i mean i'm glad they they got the the successes that they have and they deserve that that's awesome but stay out of my life and i think it's the same thing for a wake up call for politicians and companies to become much more conscious of who is it that they're taking care of. It's humanity. They're not just a bunch of individuals. And, and hopefully you're right. Hopefully that is what's going to happen. Because if it doesn't, then um, I think this planet is going to have a very hard time.
0: I would agree with that. And I think that, you know, one thing that we're quickly realizing is that we are not as in control of our environment and of the earth and of society as we thought that we were. There are a lot of variables and there is an overarching um, invitation that we have um, overstayed, you know, um, with the way that things have been. So I think We it has paused absolutely every aspect of human life as it should have because I think that there is a reckoning that is going to occur that has been working on occurring actually for quite some time. Um, and we've seen it with the natural disasters, we saw it with the California wildfires and the Australian wildfires with tsunamis. This is not anything that, um, you know, is new. This has been coming for quite some time and there's been various uh, prophecies and and various cultures have sort of um, predicted this time when humanity would have to look at itself and sort of answer for everything that it had done. And I think that we have been up until this point kind of running on borrowed time. And so ultimately we are being forced to make the right decision And that will be the decision that, um, you know, kind of redeems us. And that is individually and and certainly for celebrities. You know, um, I think that it's a wonderful thing to be able to give your presence to a cause or to something um, and to enjoy that level of success. But this is the time when, as I was mentioning, the, the people that are in a position to have the means to buy ventilators and buy medical equipment for the people that are saving lives and trying to prevent this virus from spreading. They have the means for this. They have the means to help people afford to buy food. This is the time for them to step up and to make the humane and right decision. Um, when you see people that have little to nothing, sharing their little to nothing with other human beings, um, you know, I think that there is going to be one rule of humanity and no one's going to be exempt from that. Um, so I think that this is, um, this is an opportunity for all of us, celebrities, non-celebrities, to really lean into that and to find out who we are um, and ultimately, how do you want to emerge from this experience? Because that's the where we're going. How do you want to feel and how do you want to be transformed by this? and are we in such a rush to return back to normal that there are parts of normal that we really don't want to rush back to i have talked to a lot of people that have said that this has been the biggest inconvenience um you know and and biggest catastrophic event of their life or their career but the vast majority of people have said what an amazing opportunity what an unbelievable um gift that we have been given because I think even if none of this were to have ever happened and I would have said, okay, well, I sort of need this pause in my life to figure out who I am and how I want to be transformed by my life. That would have entailed taking a vacation from a career and, you know, really making some major adjustments for which I probably would have felt guilty for which most of us would have, for which I would have talked myself out of financially many times over. And so there, there's all of these reasons why people just don't do and just don't have and have never had the opportunity that we have right now to simply be and to simply exist and to not be the lawyer running off to the office and to not be, you know, the accountant or the celebrity or whomever. You are at the end of the day, a person and there is no glorification um, or detriment to that. It is just you as a human being surviving in this life. And how do you want to move from a place of love or from a place of fear? And I think that that is ultimately what will dictate where do we go from here? You have to, every single one of us has to ask ourselves, how do I want to be transformed by this? And write a list, literally write a list of three to five ways in which you want to be transformed by this um, and try to keep fear out of the equation. I mean, um, you know, I think it's easy path to go down, but on the other side of this, and there will be another side of this, how, what do you want to take with you? And what do you want to leave behind? Because we are all being given a gift of transforming our life.
1: You know, I think, um, what's important for all of us is to, you know, accept the reality of this. And, you know, without, you know, Putting our, our hole in, in the ground, or you know, without deluding ourselves and denying ourselves of of what's going on, and on the other hand, is recognizing that you know what's wrong is always available to us, and so is what's right. And this is a quote from Tony Robbins, and and I love that quote because you know there are people out there that have had horrendous experiences, and and they'll say to you, look, you know, my worst time became my best time. This is that opportunity for us, you know, to to recognize, number one, our own humanity, number two, our own frailty, number three, you know, our own faults and weaknesses. And all of that is simply our work to do so that we can actually, as you say, transform into that birth best version of ourselves, you know, where we respect others, where we are compassionate for others, where we're empathetic for others, where we don't go in a store and, 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 you know, pretend that we're coughing all over the produce and now Mm. the store is losing $35,000. I mean, you know, these are behaviors that, you know, we're shocked by, but I think if we took stock of our own behaviors, we'd also shock ourselves uh, as to what it is that, you know, we're doing that doesn't serve us. So I'd like to make a little shift now. And, you know, we've talked a lot about where we came from, where we are. And so what's next? And you know, you know what are the things that the actual things that we can do daily, um, as far as focusing besides focusing on on the positive, besides focusing on what's possible, but let's let's come up with some ideas that people can actually do right now, so that they can begin having fun (laughs) with that um, that quarantine, that isolation, and the internal transformation. Uh, for all of us what are are some of the things that that you would suggest that people can do and and how to do it
0: sure well a lot of them are things that i already use with um you know existing clients that are going through any type of a transformation so whether that be divorce or post illness recovery anything of that nature Um, and the first step is always gratitude so i like to begin every single day with gratitude because I think that gratitude is the most transformational force in the universe. When you are appreciative of what you have, you absolutely allow the vibration and the action um, in terms of quantum physics of, of allowing more into that space and into that um, area. So beginning every day with gratitude. And for some of us that may be really difficult right now, we're experiencing financial hardship or our worker business has closed, but there is, an absolute aspect of gratitude to be had in every day. So say, for example, if you are currently out of work, your first um, pillar of gratitude that you begin your day with can usually be something as good as, you know, this is a really comfortable bed. This is a really wonderful pillow. That's my favorite way to start my day when um, I'm in that space where I really feel like I need to rebuild from the ground up is you take a moment before you reach for your phone, before you Um, you know, yell at your dog or before you uh, turn on the coffee maker that you just lay in bed and I don't care if it's three seconds or five seconds, you really sink into that feeling of this is the best feeling I have ever had. This is the most comfortable bed, the most comfortable pillow, whatever superlative you need to layer on there in order to really talk yourself into how good you have it. I don't care if you wake up and there's a stack of bills on the table. We're not that far yet. You can begin to set your intention and to really blaze your trail the moment that you open your eyes. So I like to begin every single day with gratitude. And, you know, it really isn't that difficult to find something to be grateful for. Um, For some people, you know, we have talked ourselves into a negative um, neurolinguistic pathway for a really long time but it's easy enough to break out of there is something in every single person's day to be great to be grateful for. So if you're currently out of work, maybe your thought of gratitude is that, wow, I'm really catching up on rest, I really have this opportunity to not race off to the officer to not race off to my job. Um, And that can be your pillar of gratitude. And if you don't think another grateful thought for the rest of the day, that's okay. Because the most important part of your day is going to be that moment in your day that you begin where you haven't kind of started the momentum of worrying or stressing or turned on CNN. It's really sort of a neutral starting point, And that's where I would like people to begin and get out ahead of it. After that, um, I actually love to use this, um, as a tip for anybody, um, as an action of mindfulness, but I also think that it's um, just a wonderful sort of sacrament to the day and that is to get up and your first action after you've done your pillar of gratitude is drink some water. And that sounds like a really kind of funny thing and a little bit gimmicky, but there is this action of hydrating yourself and sort of waking your body up. Um, that can be really transformational as well. if the first thing that you are putting into your body is the most key and necessary ingredient um for our existence, it can start your day off really in the right direction um and I also think that it's a wonderful way to um encourage immunity and to really um to help us just sort of move in the right direction and if you can break down your day. Into 10-minute intervals. It becomes really easy to live those things out. If you say to yourself, gosh, I have to do this gratitude stuff all day and I have to drink. she wants me to drink tons of water and you know, this is I, I already, you know, hate quarantine and now she wants me to be healthy. It's really not like that. Break your day down into 10-minute intervals and then decide how you want to spend the next 10 minutes and the next 10 minutes and the next 10 minutes you will very quickly become acquainted with the fact that you may be wasting a lot more 10 minute intervals than you realize. But if you can try this exercise for even 24 hours, um, you will be amazed at how much use and how much presence and how much intention you can get out of your day. So those are the three things that I really like to encourage people that are just starting out that I've never kind of delved into this world of self-transformation or, um, you know, personal healing that, that I think, um, you know, maybe a little bit, um, I don't know, semi-hesitant into uh, in, into trying to find the silver lining into this are those three exercises.
1: Yeah. I'd I like to add a couple of things with that, if I may. And
0: Absolutely.
1: One is I think that's, that's really helpful is this intention of of grounding I think you know with these crazy times and and you don't even have to meditate in fact you know I have my own version of of meditation and, and and that is I just sit in my bed or in a chair you know for 10 11 45 minutes and I don't try to do any particular mantras I don't try to levitate all that kind of stuff you know and I just let my thoughts flow in flow out and and kind of just check in with myself and, and, and really acknowledge, you know, any fears, um, any upsets, any concerns and, and, and not giving it really any consideration besides just letting it come into my mind and, and going out. And I think you know, that's really helpful because what's interesting with that, too, is that it, it allows your unconscious mind to, to give you some ideas of what you actually can do. And I think this is an opportunity for us to also not necessarily reinvent ourselves, but kind of sort of yes as well, where, you know, things are being taken away from us. And so rather than seeing, you know, how bad it is, you know, like you said earlier on, you know, where, where is that opportunity? Where is that opportunity for me to do something different? And, and it could be in, in many very new ways. And so looking at, at the positive and having faith and trust in, in two things, yourself and humanity, that, that we will find a way to work together. Yes, there are going to be some people that won't. Yes, there, there are going to be some dangers out there. But I think as a, as a collective and just have faith in that, um, it, it will happen. And so grounding and with that intention and that, that positive attitude, I think that that will help.
0: I agree and I think that the grounding um, exercise is really uh, a key component because fear and anxiety even for um, people that are not typically prone to that can be so prevalent um, turning off the news um, and making you know it incremental that I'm only going to look at the news once a day or twice a day and maybe for you that's at the end of the day to you know, absorb everything that has accumulated throughout the day and, you know, just sort of onboard that um, and take it with you. But I think that there is a fascination with um, the media and specifically the news and being so up to date on everything that your focus is literally um, perpetuating more of this. And I think that you can be informed and I think that you can, um, you know, be a responsible citizen Um, and member of humanity without being constantly plugged into that media outlet. Um, so I think grounding is really critical because we need that. Um, we absolutely need less fear and anxiety, um, and more awareness and more grounding. So I think that that's a really wonderful exercise. I would also add in, um, you know, visualization is such a, such a key thing, um, For me, any day, um, regardless and outside of a pandemic, um, but even if people are just going through something personally, um, you know, where it may be a more stressful time in their life, um, life transition, relationship, health, whatever, um, getting in the shower and as you're in the shower or bath, but shower works a little bit um, better for visualization, visualize the water. Uh, washing away any stress, any fears and anxiety, and actually watch um, those fears and anxieties uh, going down to the drain and just sort of being carried away from you because we are in an era of absolute awareness, of absolute information, but with that comes overstimulation. We are not meant to be force-fed information in the stream that we are currently receiving it. And a lot of it is for our own good and our own... um, you know, information, but a lot of it is just unnecessary noise. And so I think that anytime that you can not only ground, but you can also take that same information and release and really kind of do a visualization of detoxifying, um, and, and washing that away is going to be pretty critical. Uh, as I said, because I, I think that there is a tipping point where you absorb, 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 and you do have to release. And if you're not releasing, it can become a really slippery slope and it can become very overwhelming very quickly.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, in that process is, is recognizing actually what are the things you don't need in your life anymore and, and losing those, those attachments and, and, you know, going back to uh, a term that I recently learned from uh, a dear friend of mine, Carrie Brown, you know, first principles. And you know these are just the basic essentials. You know what is it that we just really need to be able to follow through with our mission in life, with our purpose in life. And and but part of that too, I think, is important is to recognize that yes, we're not alone. And so being able to connect with others and 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 contribute to a whole. Um, me, for example, you know this. I mean, I'm, I'm always working on, like this podcast, as, as mm-hmm. tapping into the collective wisdom and, and sharing insights, sharing information with brilliant people like yourself, and, but also creating programs. I'm actually creating a program right now to help people in, in regenerative medicine, because I think that's absolutely the future and something I've been working on for the last 10 years. You know, so we can definitely begin to look at, okay, what is it that we can do for humanity? What is it that we can do for society? You know, versus thinking, okay, how do I get more of this for myself? How do I do that? I mean, what what is enough to, to live by? And and again, I think the beautiful beauty in all this, I hope, is that with that introspection, is if we spend time just with that introspection, you know, how is it that you know we People are so focused on telling others how they need to live their lives. Let's just focus on our life right now. What is it that we must do right now for ourselves and for our loved ones and for the ones that we're connected with? And then beyond that, you know, what else can we do for others? I happen to actually take care of patients because I cover the emergency room and that kind of stuff. And so, you know, what what can we all do? And as you said, I mean, you know, let's not just leave it to a precious few people who are standing in line for an hour and donating 500 bucks to a great cause. You know, what is it that you can do? And if you can't afford to give some money, you know, what is something else that you can do? What is a service that you can do? And and that way, we do collaborate together. That way we have a voice together and the playing field, I think, becomes much more leveled where we are now much more conscious and not at the mercy of big, you know, corporations. I think, I think it's interesting. I think, um, you know, there's going to be a new norm after this and it'll be interesting to see how big tech companies that were really getting out of control. Um, you know, not to mention anything. I mean, I think they've brought in a lot of wonderful things, but it's human nature to always grab for more. It's just human nature. And so let's do a reset on that. You know, rather than trying to manipulate people's lives like some of these, these mediums have, and I'm not going to mention names. You know them yourselves. You know, let's that all that stop and let's become human on our own so that we can be human for others. What do you think?
0: I agree and I think, you know, my my message and my overarching thought is for anyone that has felt lost in life or for anyone that has wondered if they have a purpose, you have chosen to be born on this earth at this time at the precipice of the biggest transformation that humankind will have record of so whether you recognize what that is right now or not this is by no means a mistake and each and every one of you have a very specific very profound purpose you are all instrumental in helping this earth become what it is going to be it is no mistake it is no coincidence and so you have an opportunity at this time to get busy talking yourself out of that or get busy discovering and digging deep and finding out what your purpose is. What is your specific gift going to be to this world? Because each and every one of you have it. Um, If you are alive at this time, you have an enormous amount to offer. Otherwise you simply wouldn't be here.
1: No, no spot on. And so recognizing our uniqueness our unique value, seeing the greatness within us, you know, let's start working on that, you know, being grateful for all the things that that have brought us to where we are today, celebrating all the small things, you know, whether it's it's a, a, a flower, you know, blooming, you know, the fruits coming out of a tree, or just even the smallest things, you know, we, we take all this for, for granted. And I think we lose out of our own humanity so much because we're so obsessed by all these distractions that it's time to to definitely put a stop to that. So I I totally agree with you. Well, I think our our time is up. And, um, you know, I want to thank you. And and I want to thank Robin, too, by the way. I mean, she's she's in that dark space down there. (laughs) Um, So a um,
0: <laughs> dark space. space it's sunny out here, man. No dark space allowed.
1: <laughs> so, um, you know, let's, let's work together. Let's, let's tap into our own intelligence. Let's tap into our body intelligence. Let's tap into that energy intelligence. Just, let's just tap into the genius within all of us, the greatness within all of us. Let's all work together, you know, and, and find um, exemplars and luminaries like Olivia and, and follow their lead because you you can sense the heart where that heart is, it's all heartfelt. And let's get rid of all those stupid distractions, and all the fear mongering that's really happening out there. You know, with the media and other institutions. You know, let's all work together and hand in hand, even if it's virtual, right? Uh, let's make this happen, um, Olivia. I want to thank you for today.
0: Thank you so much, Bart. It's a pleasure as always. And, um, I, I'm sending you so much light and love. Please stay safe and everyone out there, please, um, keep each other close, be a good human. Um, and, and that may, what that means may change from day to day, but if you see a need, try to fill it in however you best can and, um, look every day for the purpose that you are here to fulfill.
1: Thank you so much, and I reiterate those words. And I'll share a phrase from my own daughter: uh, "Hope, H-O-P-E. Uh, hold on, pain ends." So with, mm. I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher, prescription for your transformation: real people, real conversations, real success. Really tapping into our intelligence. Let's be intelligent. Let's be smart. You know, let's be human for each other. Thank you so much, and we'll be back next week.
0: Thanks for listening to Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. Join Dr. Bart Rademacher live right here on StarWorldWideNetworks.com or on demand 24-7.